Lightning E-Motor has completed its SPAC combination with GIG Capital 3 on Friday and publicly trading now for two sessions. Got a hit today as the market pulled back. We've got the co-founder and CEO joining us, Tim Reeser is from Lightning E-Motors. Uh, Tim, great to have you here on the show. Uh, for investors who've been watching the space over the past year, a lot of these companies have been tough investments. You're going public and finishing this deal at a time where all these businesses have been under pressure. So tell us why you're the real deal. So I think first, Oliver, and thank you for having us back. Appreciate the, the opportunity. The first thing we like people to understand is we make the electric vehicles no one else wants to make and no one else is making. So <laughs> you think about bucket trucks and you think about shuttle buses and you think about uh, the, these kind of vehicles that are smaller volume, highly customized vehicles. Those are the ones we're doing. And I can tell you firsthand, there's a tremendous inflection point in the market for these kinds of vehicles both because of, of what's happened, as most of us know, in the government space, but most importantly, because the vehicles are validated now. The customers have, have worked, been working with our vehicles for several years. They like the vehicles. They find they're fundamentally better, and they're 80% less to operate. And that's why we're seeing this inflection point and seeing the business really take off right now. So now that uh, we are seeing this e-commerce boom, and all the deliveries that have been happening, it seems like a good time to be providing tech for those fleets. Are you seeing a pickup in demand uh, due to some of the overall macro conditions or these fleets that they wanted to uh, change and adapt anyway, the delivery services? All of the above. So when we look at our current customer base, we see a customer base that today has over 500,000 vehicles in their fleet, commercial fleet vehicles out there, again, in this specialty vehicle space. And those customers are all growing, not just the last mile delivery, like you're pointing out, but we're seeing a very strong inflection point right now in uh, campus shuttles and in regular shuttles. As you see us come out of COVID and you see people wanting more social distancing, we're seeing now a very large pickup in things like shuttle buses, uh, coaches. When you think about campus, campus employee shuttles, as people co are coming back to work, there's a very strong interest in making sure there's the, these buses aren't as crowded, people have a little more space to be comfortable, and we're seeing that take off in the passenger side of our business. So it's not just this inflection point we've seen in, in uh, last mile, but also in passenger vehicle as well. Tim, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, we spoke back in December. One of the things that I remember from that conversation was about the tech as being able to adapt vehicles versus creating new vehicles. Where uh, will most of your revenue come from going forward? Are you making vehicles from scratch or is this taking an existing fleet and saying, okay, we can uh, tweak things and add things on and uh, make these run differently? So it's all of the above, but I'll give you some specificity to that. When we think about uh, last year's revenue, about 90% of it was brand new vehicles. So we're taking a chassis, we're building that vehicle, we're putting an electric powertrain in it. But we have a lot of activity right now going on as we grow in repower and in our repower business. So this is when a customer takes a motor coach like you see there on the screen, and those usually need a new uh, power plant every five to seven years. Instead of putting a diesel back in that, we're putting a lightning e-motors powertrain in that. So that's a, a booming part of our business. Uh, both in coaches and transit buses. And then the other side of that is just selling powertrains to our OEM customers. So these are people who build vocational vehicles, specialty vehicles, who know their customers are demanding electric ver versions of those vehicles, and they'll buy just a powertrain from us. So we see all three aspects of our business growing, 
And those three aspects provide us optionality when you think about some of the challenges uh, in the supply chain today. Now, over the past year, you've hired, you've built out, uh, you're Skyping us from the facility in Colorado, and there is uh, scale play very much at work here. Is that going to mean bottom line profitability that is far out in the future, Tim? It seems like there's a lot of buildup here, right? There's capacity being put together. There's CapEx being spent, people being hired. Should we expect losses on the bottom line? Um, initially, like everybody else, you got to get to scale, and we also have to get to scale. Um, we'll make about, you know, when you look at our, our books this year, um, we're using about half our factory this year. And so as we scale up, the need to use more of the factory in order to absorb that, that manufacturing is, and that cost is significant. Um, but we don't think it's way out there. So we've been looking out into the 2022 space for a while, feeling like we could get to, to profitability. So that, that's our goal. We don't see it way out. We've had a manufacturing facility. We've been making vehicles for a couple of years. So we're well on to this curve of getting up to critical mass, but not unlike everybody else, we have to get to critical mass. Tim, uh, one other just kind of technical thing. How do these vehicles charge versus uh, a uh, sedan? Are there specific charging areas to these uh, motor coaches and, and big vehicles, or is it all just the uh, same, plug it in charge? So uh, the plugs are the same. Uh, the amount of energy they need is very different, obviously, as you might imagine, if, and the amount of space you need. So you could plug it in, you know, pull up to a public charging station if you find one that'll take a motor coach and plug it in. But most of our customers uh, charge at depot, and that's something we specialize in. We support that. We help them design it, build it, et cetera. Um, and that's a big part of the business and a big opportunity on the business. Um, but those customers, if they can find a public charging station, we certainly support it. We help some customers to opportunity charge throughout the day. But most of our customers do their charging, what's called behind the fence or at depot. Okay, Tim, good to catch up. Thanks a lot. And we'll be watching and uh, looking forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you, Oliver. Appreciate the time very much. Thank you very much. Tim Reeser joins us, the CEO, co-founder at Lightning E-Motors.